Welcome to the DSM Podcast, featuring Shelby Contreras and her message, Back to Basics. What is up, DSM? How are y'all doing tonight? Quick question for y'all. How many of y'all are so excited that it is finally like summer vacation? Yes, yes. Okay, like a few people are really excited that summer vacation. Well, my name is uh, Pastor Abe. I'm the associate pastor. David is out working at a summer camp right now, so we are just taking the reins of this Wednesday. Now, I am not going to be speaking to y'all tonight, but we have a very, very special guest speaker. They're not even a guest speaker. They're here all the time, um, and I am really, really, really excited for them to bring the word tonight. So, without further ado, I need everyone to get up on your feet, be at like a level 10. Y'all give it up for the lovely Miss Shelby. Contreras! Wham, 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 wham. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Guys, when Abe does that noise, that's my favorite. I'm going to be honest. I get so hyped with that. I'm like, yes. Okay, guys, I'm so excited to be preaching to you guys tonight. It is going to be great. I'm very expectant for what the Lord is going to do. So first of all, I want to honor our pastors, David and Abe. I want to thank them for letting me have this opportunity. It's a big deal for your pastors to trust you enough with the student ministry for a night. So I want to thank them. And of course, I want to honor my husband, Jonathan, the best husband I could have ever asked for. Ladies, start praying now, okay? Because you want a man that prays and loves you, but is lovingly correcting and Y'all, I'm just telling you, my husband is awesome, and I'm very thankful that the Lord let me be his wife, so love you. Uh, let's, go, let's go ahead and get started. So I want to open up in prayer before anything else happens. I want our hearts to be prepared. Amen? Amen. Okay, Lord, we thank you so much for tonight. God, I thank you that you are anointing this word. Father, I pray that you would anoint my words and my lips because it's your anointing, Lord, that breaks the yoke. God, I pray that you would be in this room. Holy Spirit, come and speak to hearts and come and bring just an alertness of the mind in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, well, I am a very bubbly person, as you can tell, so I want you to kind of give me a little bubbly back, okay? I want you to interact with me. We're in this together, okay? We're going to be doing some readings, and I'm not going to let you get bored, and I'm not, we're, I'm in this with you guys. Got it? Got it? Okay. <laughs> I'm not up here just to be up here. I'm with you guys. Okay, so I want you, I'm going to encourage you strongly to turn into your Bibles, get on your phone, do something to get to Psalm 18. Okay, and when you get there, raise up your phone or your Bible because this is going to help you if you've got it, okay? So let's get there. Psalm 18. Psalm is the largest book in the Bible, so it's amidst all that. <laughs> so once you get there, I want you to lift up your Bible apparatus. Okay, great. The majority of you, I feel like, are there. Are you ready? I'm reading, if it helps anyone, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. So we're going to be doing a lot of reading of this chapter. So get, just prepare your heart now. Because I know if I'm not prepared when people preach, I'm like, why are we on verse 25 and we started on one? Like, <laughs> I'm bored. Like, how come you still talking? Like, can you get to your point? I won't do that to you guys. We're going to take breaks, okay? <laughs> and we're going to chat it out and we're going to stretch it out, okay? So Psalm 18, the, t the title of this, it says, for the choir director, 
a psalm of David. So this is King David that wrote this. Um, the servant of the Lord. He sang this song to the Lord on the day the Lord rescued him from all of his enemies and from Saul. So this is King David singing to the Lord. So I love this psalm. It says, I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. I called on the Lord, who is worthy of praise, and he saved me from my enemies. The ropes of death entangled me. Floods of destruction swept over me. The grave wrapped its ropes around me. Death laid a trap in my path. So obviously, David's got some stuff going on. Okay, but in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry to him reached his ears. Okay, let's take our break. This is our first break because <laughs> that's a good chunk. Okay, so basically, obviously you can recap. The, David loves the Lord. Uh, David had some issues. The Lord rescued him. Good recap. Okay, we all feel that's, that's a good one. Okay, look to your neighbor and say, let's keep going. Take a deep breath. <laughs> Get your Bible ready and let's keep pressing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Y'all are fun. <laughs> yes, give me all that. No. <laughs> okay, let's hit verse 7. <laughs> then, okay, first of all, before I read this, I could have just completely nixed this part of the chapter and said, yeah, it's too long, too messy, whatever. But this part that we're about to read, it's a visual that David had of the Lord coming down and doing the rescuing, okay? So if it helps you, you can close your eyes while I read it and to help you kind of get the visual. But if you're like me, I just want to read it. So <laughs> I'll leave your options open. So we'll start in verse 7. So this is a picture of the Lord. It says, then the earth quaked and trembled. The foundations of the mountains shook. They quaked because of his anger. Smoke poured from his nostrils. Fierce flames leaped from his mouth. Glowing coals blazed forth from him. He opened the heavens and came down. Dark storm clouds were beneath his feet. Mounted on a mighty angelic being, he flew, soaring on the wings of the wind. He shrouded himself in darkness, veiling his approach with dark rain clouds. Thick clouds shielded the brightness around him and rained down hail and burning coals. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded amid the hail and burning coals. He shot arrows and scattered his enemies. Great bolts of lightning flashed and they were confused. Then at your command, O Lord, at the blast of your breath, the bottom of the sea could be seen and the foundations of the earth were laid bare. He reached down from heaven and rescued me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemies, from those who hated me and were too strong for me. They attacked me in my moment when I was in distress, but the Lord supported me. Okay, can we talk about how awesome that is? <laughs> All of that that I just read is the Lord, it's an active movement of the Lord coming down and rescuing. Isn't that awesome? Okay, he loves you that much, he would do it for you. Okay, heads up. <laughs> uh, so I love those verses. It can get a little bit like, what am I reading? Why coals, fire, burning, angelic, okay, I can't breathe. <laughs> but if you, if you really are listening when someone's reading out loud, or if you're really focusing on it, how cool is it that that's 
the excess, like almost how extra the Lord is when he rescues. Like, Lord, you could have just like come down, but instead you did all this other stuff. Like, you, you so extra for me. Like, I love it. I'm like, yes, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep pressing. So we got how many more breaks? Just two more breaks, and then we're through, okay? Let's hit it on verse 19. Actually, we only have one more break. Almost done. Okay, verse 19. He led me to a place of safety. He rescued me because he delights in me. The Lord rewarded me for doing right. He restored me because of my innocence. Ooh, can I get an amen? Amen. He, re he rewarded me for doing right. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. I have not turned from my God to follow evil. I have followed all his regulations. I have never abandoned his decrees. I'm blameless before God. I've kept myself from sin. The Lord rewarded me for doing right. He has seen my innocence. To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To those with integrity, you show integrity. To the pure, you show yourself pure. To the, and, but to the crooked, you show yourself shrewd. Yikes. You rescue the humble, you, but you hum, humiliate the proud. That was a hard word for me, sorry. You light a lamp for me. The Lord my God lights up my darkness. In your strength, I can crush any army. With my God, I can scale any wall. Actually, let's take a break right here. This is a good one. <laughs> so I just want to emphasize and give you a little backstory on this. I'm showing my iPad. It's not even mine. I'm showing the iPad to you. I don't know why. <laughs> but it talks about how David says, like, you saw my innocence. You, you, you restored me because of my innocence. I just want to give you guys a little encouragement and a heads up. This was post his little Bathsheba crisis. <laughs> so if you haven't heard, David had a little moment uh, where he basically slept with someone's wife and then killed her husband so that he could have her. A little bump in the road, as some might say. Um, it's a minor issue, uh, but all of this to say, when he's writing this, this is all, that already happened, but because of the, what the Lord has done in his heart and the repentance, he's, he's cried out to the Lord and asked for forgiveness, he can say with confidence, no, you have restored me because of my innocence, like, I have stayed away from evil, and that's only because of the Lord, right? I love that. When I first read this, I'm like, David, you're just so good. But then when I had context, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're just like me. <laughs> this is awesome. Okay. Now here's our final chunk. Are you ready? Are you really ready? I feel like you're dying on me. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. Let's give a little arm stretch. Like punch your neighbor if you need to. But, like, let's keep going. Okay. Let's get it. Okay. <laughs> Verse 30. God's way is perfect. Amen. All the Lord's promises prove true. All of them. He is a shield for those who look to him for protection. Ooh, Jesus, yes. For who is God except the Lord? Who is our God? Who, who but our God is a solid rock? God arms me with strength, and he makes my way perfect. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, enabling me to stand on mountain heights. He trains my hands for battle. Ooh, lift your hands up. Lift your hands up. He trains your hands for battle. <laughs> he strengthens my arm to draw a bronze bow. You have given me your shield of victory. Your right hand supports me. Your help has made me great. You have made a wide path for my feet to keep them from slipping. 
I chased my enemies and I caught them. I did not stop until they were conquered. I struck them down so they could not get up. They fell beneath my feet. You have armed me with strength for the battle. Ooh, amen. You got strength for the battle. Amen. You have subdued my enemies under my feet and we're done. Yeah, we did it, guys. Good job. <laughs> so <laughs> I could have easily just let us read a few verses, but I just felt like this is too good. Why would I? The word is the word. Let's let it pierce our hearts. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Okay, so let's jump into our, my first point. So if you head over back, way back, where we kind of started, in verse 6. <laughs> so verse 6 says, but in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry to him reached his ears. So my first point, as the bumper has very graciously given us the hint, he hears us. So your first, if you're taking notes, which I would love for you to, your first point to write down is he hears us. So how many of you, this happens to me a lot, so I'm sure it happens to you too, how many of you have tried to make a decision with more than one person ever? <laughs> okay, tell me how awful it is, okay? <laughs> but have you ever, there's a certain specific situation I'm thinking of that happens to me consistently. Um, how many of you have tried to make a decision, but you're, it's like you and your friends and like you're hanging out and it's like, let's go get some dinner. And it's like, okay, where you want to go? And it's like 10 of you. Okay. So of course it's going to be all over the place. First of all. Well, then second of all, you're over here like, I know what a great, let's go, guys, let's go to Jimmy John's. Okay. But nobody hears you. <laughs> But your friend hears you. And then your friend's like, guys, let's go to Jimmy John's. And then the whole group is like, bro, you're like the best. Like, how'd you, that's such a great idea. And you're like, that was my idea. Why did you take it? Like, nobody want to give me credit over here for Jimmy. Like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Okay, y'all, I'm telling you, I feel like that happens, like, at least once a week to me. I'm like, yeah, we could do that. Like, if we're in a staff meeting, I'm like, what if we did this? And then someone else pipes up. I'm like, yeah, that's what I said. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, well, let me just tell you, that's not how it is with the Lord. <laughs> I give you a contradictory example. <laughs> so that is not the Lord hears us. If we even whisper, the Lord can hear us from his sanctuary. So some of us tonight, I'm sure I felt like this, like, okay, I'm praying, Lord, but, like, do you really hear me? Like, because nothing's happening, you know? Or you're, you're just in this season of, like, man, Lord, I, I love you so much, but let me tell you. I have sinned so much. And you feel this shame, just like Gina was talking about. It's this shame of how could you ever want to hear from me? It's that feeling, if you know what I mean. I feel like a lot of us have kind of been there. It's that why would the Lord want to hear from me? But that's not true. The Lord still hears you, okay? And so he's good and he's so kind that he still says, even if you've messed up ten times today, I still want to hear from you. Like, I, if you cry out to me, I'm going to hear you. So my first time I ever cried out to the Lord, it was such a sweet time. I was 15 years old at a youth conference, kind of like Despo, but not, it was, a, it was in Louisiana. So not Despo. But it was another youth conference. I had never heard of a youth conference in my life, but I went and that night, the youth pastor gave an altar call for salvation. And 
I kind of grew up in the church. It was kind of this weird situation, but it was like, I don't get it. Like, what do you mean? I don't even know what salvation is, much less if I am saved. Well, he gave this, he preached, I don't even remember what he preached, but I remember his altar call was to come up and, and be forgiven by the Lord, to come repent for your sins and let him forgive you of all of them. And guys, I remember weeping at the altar and just asking the Lord, Lord, save me. Lord, please forgive me because I had messed up so much by then. At least I felt like it. And so I just remember crying out to him. And you know what? He did. He saved me. And he forgave me because he heard my cry. Amen? How many of you have cried out to the Lord and he has heard you and responded? What a testimony. Guys, do not forget those moments. Even in my darkest days in the last, how old am I, almost 10 years now that I've been saved, I rely on that moment of crying out to the Lord and saying, no, Lord, if you heard me then as this little 15-year-old girl <laughs> that had no idea what was happening, if you heard me then, you're going to hear me now, and I know you're faithful. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's jump. Oh, guys, I meant to read the whole thing, but we're really jumping a lot. Sorry. It's really worth it. So all this backtrack. I encourage you, because Psalm 18 is a lot. I encourage you to reread it throughout this week. I'm definitely going to be doing that, uh, even though I'm just preaching on it, whatever. <laughs> I, the word needs to be in our hearts, right? So let's get this in our hearts this coming week, coming up for Despo, Okay. Okay, let's do it. Okay, let's go to verse 17 and 18. So I'm sure you might, I don't know if you have to flip a page or anything. 17 and 18. He rescued me from my powerful enemies, from those who hated me and were too strong for me. They attacked me in my moment when I was in distress, but the Lord supported me. Okay, so my next point is going to be he delivers. He delivers us. And not like delivered a package, <laughs> not the same delivered, <laughs> just heads up. Um, this is a deliverance like the Israelites were delivered from Egypt. There's a f it's the setting free and the, the breaking chains kind of deliverance, okay? So, <laughs> I have a younger brother. <laughs> he's six years younger than I am, and he's a little, I love him so, so much, <laughs> But when we were kids, I was a little bit uh, of a bratty older sister sometimes, <laughs> as some of you older ones may or may not have been, and some of you younger ones have probably experienced an older sibling like this. I was awful every now and then, and I would, this is so bad. Okay, I'm not bad. Okay, I'm not like crazy. I used to like lock my brother in closets, <laughs> or like his toy box. Okay, not because I'm, like, hateful, but it was like, oh, let's play a game, and I'm going to lock you up because I know you hate it. Like, <laughs> that was more what it was, <laughs> which sounds really awful now as a 24-year-old, but as a kid, it was like, this is hilarious. <laughs> like, I'm locking you in the back because he was so much younger than I was. I mean, think about it. I was eight, so that means he was two. So as we grew, he was always much more ignorant, sweet buddy, than I was. So I'd be like, oh, yeah, Cameron, go in the, uh, yeah, go in the bathroom. We'll play a game. Like, I'm going to come get you later. And I wouldn't. And so, it, okay, guys, I know I've grown, okay? I'm not mean anymore. Whatever. But then, okay, and I'm sure you're, you older siblings. How many of y'all are older siblings? Oh, yes. Okay. Can you not relate to what I'm about to say? 
It's as if in those moments when you have decided to torture your younger sibling, that it's almost as if the vocal cords of your younger sibling, it's like they get stronger. And then it's almost like your mom or dad's ears get sharper. And so as they're screaming bloody murder in this moment of terror you've put them in, it's, I mean, my mom could literally, she probably could have been in Guam and heard my brother. <laughs> because it's like, it's the motherly ear. It's like, where's my baby? It's, <laughs> I just remember as a kid, like, I mean, my brother, I'm telling you, it would be screams. And my mom would come in and be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just put him in the closet. I would just, and then my, me and my brother, my mom would get him out wherever I locked him up. And my brother, of course, sweet buddy, tears on his face. Just, oh, okay. But accusing me, like, she put me in there. I'm like, oh, you're so dirt. Like, me, why you got to tell on me? We were playing a game. Like, anyway. Man, I was, I was a little, I had my rough patches as a little sister, but I got better. Don't worry. I love my brother now. But how many of us can feel like my younger brother when it comes to spiritual things? You feel trapped. You feel like you've been almost chained up and locked up because of you've got insecurities. You've got family issues. You've got sin that you're not addressing, okay? There can be times in our lives where it's like, you only, I've done this where I tell the Lord, it's like, Lord, I feel like I'm just in a rut. Like, I'm just stuck here. And I'm, I'm held back from everything you want me to do. That's because the enemy has done that to us. And, the, and my mom, busting in, <laughs> is a picture of the Lord. That's deliverance. That's him coming in and delivering us, okay? So this doesn't necessarily mean like, I'm literally trapped in my body. It's not like that. <laughs> I, what I think of my greatest moment of deliverance for me personally was, well, let me give you a little backstory. <clears throat> so I grew up with um, almost not a father figure, but kind of this sporadic father figure thing. So my parents divorced when I was two. So my dad wasn't around uh, by the age of like 10 he was when I was younger, but when I turned about 10 or 11, he got very distant, and then he got mean to where it was like, Shelby, why can't you just lose weight? Like, why are you hanging out with these people? Why are you talking to these girls? Why don't you talk to these girls? And so as a 10 or 11-year-old, I mean, I'm like, I can't comprehend this. Like, how do I change, you know? And so then on top of that, within that same time span, the guy that my mom had married, he started sexually abusing me. And so I'm getting all of this at such a crucial time in my, my life, and all I'm hearing is, you're not enough. And all you can offer is this one thing. So it was very, I mean, I'm, so all that to say, I just felt very fatherless. Like, I can't trust these guys. You know, I can't trust any guy. I can't trust a man. And so as I grew older, it would cripple my relationships. I would, I, my, my best friend Kelsey will talk about this sometimes. When I was, like, 14, I would say, Kelsey, I'm never getting married. Like, I'm not having kids. I'm not getting married. Like, because I was so hurt and I was so wounded. But the Lord has redeemed that. I think, obviously. <laughs> First of all, obviously, and thank the Lord. But there, it was that kind of woundedness. And so as I got older, it would just kind of hinder me in things. Well, there was one day. I was about 21. It was Father's Day. And by this point, my dad is, he basically has nothing to do with me. 
But I'm trying. I'm trying so hard to make an effort. And so I called him on Father's Day, duh. And so I called him, and I'm like, hey. Well, he didn't answer, so I left a voicemail. I'm like, hey, you know, happy Father's Day. Call me back, whatever. Okay, well, he doesn't call me back. <laughs> so I remember being so crushed and thinking, why would he not call? I'm his only child. Like, why would he not want to talk to me on Father's Day, you know? And I remember I went straight to the Lord, and I was just weeping. I'm like, Lord, how, what do I do? I feel so displaced. Like, I feel so unloved. What do you say about this? And I, guys, I remember the Lord. It was so sweet. He said, Shelby, I'm your father. Like, why are you so upset? Like, you're my daughter, and I love you, and I'm faithful. And it was like in a moment, every wall I put up came down, and all the lies and all that insecurity started to crumble. And that was my deliverance. I was set free from wrong ideas, wrong perspectives, lies I had believed for the majority of my life at that point. And so to almost have that freedom of, I can love, like, I can get married and be healthy. <laughs> I can have friendships and be healthy. I can trust other men and be healthy. But it was, that was all practical. Then it was spiritual. I can trust the Lord. I can open up to the Lord now. I don't have to be afraid that he's going to ditch me like these guys did, you know. And so that was my biggest moment of a deliverance of everything I've been told most of my life just got washed away. And so I'm really going to encourage you tonight, later on, <laughs> I'm making room for uh, ministry time, don't worry. <laughs> And I really want you guys to, I can, I can bet money that the Holy Spirit's already put something on your heart. Like, this is what, exactly what I want to deliver you from. I can bet money at least 20 of you are, are feeling that. Now, whether you respond, that's on you. But the Holy Spirit's speaking to you right now. And so later on tonight, I really challenge you to open up to the Lord about that thing. Amen? Okay, <laughs> you're dying on me again. I'm getting to y'all. It's okay. I don't mind. <laughs> okay, this is going to be, head over to verse 19. Are you ready? <laughs> Are you still there? Are you okay? Okay. <laughs> okay, verse 19. <clears throat> he led me to a place of safety. He rescued me because he delights in me. The Lord rewarded me for doing right. He restored me because of my innocence. One second, I need some water. So if you want, you can reread that to yourself. <laughs> now, that's right. <laughs> okay, so my final thought. So he, has delivered, he delivered me. He rescued me. Because he delights in me. So my final thought for tonight is he delights in us. And if you don't, like I didn't. <laughs> well, okay, I've heard this term like, he delights in you. Girl, he delights in you. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I just, to me, that word doesn't comprehend with like an affection. So I'm like, what? So I looked it up. Don't worry, I got you back. So it means, <laughs> so it means to gr take great pleasure in. So this means, I'm just going to scratch the light, Ooh, sorry, <laughs> and just say the Lord takes great pleasure in us, okay? And hold up right now, I know, I know right now, this is a little trippy for some of y'all because 
first of all, there's probably a group in here that you have not, you kind of grew up like me where it's like, my dad didn't take great pleasure in me. Sometimes my mom didn't, you know, and there's not a lot of people around to do this. And so the actual affection part kind of trips you up like, I don't get it. (laughs) It's like it doesn't compute with you, and I totally, totally understand that. But then there's another group of you in here that because of shame and condemnation, you don't believe this. It's not even a question. It's like, yeah, right. That was probably your initial reaction, some of y'all. Like, when I, when I said, he takes great pleasure in you, you were like, yeah, but not me. Okay? And that tonight is, I want to see that broken off of you guys. Because that's a lie of the enemy. Amen? Amen? Amen. There's nothing, there's no, there's nothing that can keep you from the love of God. There's nothing that can keep you from his great pleasure over you. Okay? So all all of these points, I intentionally did this. They all connect, okay? He hears us because he delights in us. He rescued us because he delights in us. And he delights in us because he's merciful and he's loving. All of those things would be irrelevant to us if it weren't for the cross of Jesus. Amen? His greatest pleasure was to go to the cross. It was the joy set before him. Because of our sin, we should have been in that punishment. We deserve the cross. We deserve those lashes. We deserve that crown of thorns. We deserve everything that Jesus bore. But instead, because he's merciful, he said, you know what? I'll do it. Because I take great pleasure in you. And you know what? It's my greatest pleasure to deliver you. And it's my greatest pleasure to hear from you and rescue you. Amen? So I want all of us to stand real quick. And I'm going to read just these last couple verses, but I'm going to read this over you guys, okay? Because we're about to go into ministry time. And I want this to be almost be your anthem as you leave, these next verses. God arms me with strength. And he makes my way perfect. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, enabling me to stand on mountain heights. He trains my hands for battle. He strengthens my arm to draw a bronze bow. You have given me your shield of victory. Tonight, he wants to give you victory over everything. Amen? You have given me your shield of victory. Your right hand supports me. Your help has made me great. You have made a wide path for my feet to keep me from slipping. I chased down my enemies and caught them. I did not stop until they were conquered. I struck them down so they could not get up. They fell beneath my feet. So tonight, let's come to the feet of Jesus, to the the blood that has rescued us, knowing that he is merciful, that he delights in you, that he's a deliverer and he hears you. And let's chase down our enemies. If that's, if that's insecurity, ladies, I know we struggle with this. And guys, I know you do too. But ladies, specifically tonight, if you are insecure in an area, I want you to chase that down and say, uh-uh, I'm leaving here free tonight. I'm going to be delivered tonight. Amen? And guys, I'm, I can only imagine what you guys deal with. Whether it's, I mean, there's a list of things I won't go into because I don't want to 
press any buttons. But honestly, if you, I mean, if it's a pornography issue, any of you, if you are cutting, if you have depressed, like thoughts of suicide, things like that, the blood of Jesus is greater. Amen. And he is going to give you victory tonight over your enemies. Amen. So I want our home team and our DLA to come up here. And we're just going to spend time crying out to the Lord, letting him deliver us and letting him delight in us tonight. Amen. So let's take some time and do that. Let's just lift our hands one more time and just have a grateful heart to the Lord. Lord, thank you that you hear us. Lord, thank you that you deliver us, God. Thank you that you delight in us. Thank you for making us victorious tonight, God. We love you so much, Jesus. We thank you for all that you've done. We thank you that you have been merciful and kind to us, Lord. We love you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, guys. Well, next time we see you, we're going to be at Desperation Conference. What the heck? So be sure to register if you haven't already, and we will see you next week at conference. Have a great night, guys.